0: Hello everyone and welcome to Spirit School. This is a long-awaited episode on angels um, that I have been talking about for months and I probably get more emails from people asking when's your angel episode coming out Um, than anything else. And my friend Christy just reminded me that usually the ones I'm most resistant to record are usually the ones I need to do the most. So I have been resistant to do this episode because there is so much to know about angels and archangels. And I have been studying angels for three years now, um, dedicating to it. Um, angels have come into my awareness five years ago, and I will share that story. Um, but I have been studying under Kyle Gray um, since and. 15 or 16 now, and I'm still studying under him for another year here right now. Um, specific to angel work. So I know I am so intimidated to record an episode specifically about angels because I think we need like an entire podcast about angels. <laughs> so what I want to tap on today is more personal. It's just going to be sharing a bit of my experience with angels. I'm also very excited to introduce my daughter on the podcast because I interviewed her on angels because without her, angels would not even have been in my awareness. And when I tell you my story, you will understand Understand um, how that came about. And if you stick around to the very end, um, I found a recording on my phone. My daughter sometimes takes my phone and leaves little voice memos. I have hundreds of voice memos on my phone. And I found one from January 3rd this year. And what I found funny about it is that the length of the video is literally, or not video, the audio recording is literally one minute and 11 seconds. And my daughter is singing about angels on it. And I find it so cute. So um, at the very end, I will post that as well. So you can listen to my daughter's sweet voice um, sing about angels. She's just a little sweetheart. So yeah, here I am talking with you today about angels. So I did post some a question on my Instagram stories a couple weeks ago saying, if I did an Angels episode, what questions would you guys have? So come the end of the episode slash middle of the episode, I will answer those questions as best as I can. And yeah, here we go. Okay. So, When I had my daughter in 2013, that is when my mediumship abilities came to the surface. I had been interested in mediumship and aware of mediumship since I was nine years old. Even a little bit younger, I've been aware of my spirit guide since I was seven years old. Um, I'm not saying I'm some prodigy or guru. I'm not because it actually wasn't until um, I reflected on my life that this actually made sense to me. So it wasn't like I was fully aware throughout my life like oh this actually means something I was also interested in Tupac and I was also interested in um, British history so you know what I mean it's not like my interest in medium trip trumped all it was just one other thing I was interested in Um, and it's not until looking back on my life where I'm like holy crap these were all little markings in my life that led me to where I am today Um, and that's just hindsight right 2020. So when I had my daughter in 2013, I'd met a teacher who I traveled about 400 kilometer round trip once a month to go study with her for five hours, one day a month. And my daughter was around six months at this time. And about the time where she was eight, six to eight months, um, she would wake up crying and I would go to her room every night because she never came into my room. Um, that's what my second child does. That's a totally different episode and totally different podcast, but I would look at the clock every time I go through, and it was four forty four every single night, and this went on for months, and then one day I was driving to the class, and I was about I was a few months into this class, so I drove the same road every single time I went, and. One day, I was driving the road, and this sign that has been there all along, and I'd never noticed it. I've driven past it my entire life, and this sign lit up as I passed it. It literally had an aura around it of white light. It was like almost like neon, like I couldn't miss it, and it was almost like the slow-mo moment when I um, passed the sign. It said 444. And I became kind of floored for a minute. I'm like, hey, four for four keeps coming up. And back then, I didn't know even numbers were a way that spirit was connecting with us. I had no idea. So I was like, wow, I keep seeing four for four. Like, that's so weird. And then I went to class that day, and I had a really clear class. I had my strongest mediumship, class like development up till that point so everything was crystal clear for me super potent super powerful i felt like i was in like this high vibrational state the entire time it was super clear so sure enough i go home that night i forget all about everything And I wake up that next morning, and of course it's 4.44 again, and my daughter wakes up, and this has been months. So finally the next day I Google 4.44, what does it mean? And the first site that came up, which is still my favorite site when it comes to numbers, is that Joanne Sacred Scribe blog, and it talked about angels becoming to your awareness. I was like, oh, angels, that's so interesting. It didn't quite spark an interest back then, but I was like, oh, angels, okay. I hadn't really thought about angels since I read Sylvia Brown's books in the 90s, and you know, I grew up definitely interested in religion, but wasn't connected to one. And so angels were never in my awareness. And then I got a uh, camera for my daughter's bedroom. And because I was sick of getting up all the time, I'm like, baby, if she's okay, I can just, like, leave her there. So I got a video camera, a night vision video camera. And my God, the things I caught on camera, and I have them actually on YouTube in a hidden link because I kept them because they were so spectacular, I mean a flurry of lights around her crib. A flurry, like streaks of light, orbs of light. Um, just light like I've never seen and I still have never seen. Even around my son, same camera, same setup. Um, I catch things once in a while. But around my daughter, for some reason, it was constant and consistent. It was quite surreal. Um, it was kind of crazy. I may actually figure out how to post them onto my Instagram stories if you're interested in seeing them. But then a couple years passes. So, this is how come I hadn't been studying it all this time? Because once my daughter started being able to talk, um, I would get calls from her daycare center and they'd be like, you know, she's kind of freaking us out because she keeps talking about a blue angel. I'm like, oh, interesting. So, by this time, about 18 months had passed between catching the lights and the four foot four to my daughter actually speaking about angels. And I would, um you know, I'm First Nations and so um, I gave KJ her own smudge and her own feather um, really early on in her life to teach her the, you know, sacred teaching of smudging the space. And she would grab the feather and grab the shell and she would go, hello angels, hello angels. And those aren't my teachings. <laughs> I'm more, I was definitely more of like a moon and earth, you know, that grounded kind of thing. I was like, angels keeps coming up. So then, when you're ready, the teacher appears, and I was introduced to Kyle Gray's work. So Kyle Gray is a gorgeous 30-year-old Glaswegian man from Glasgow, Scotland, covered in tattoos. Um, because I tell you, I know Doreen Virtue was like, you know, the grandmother of angels, but I never resonated with her energy. I actually thought she was... Uh, mentally ill (laughs) in the kindest way. Like every time I would hear her talk, I'm like, is this lady out to lunch? Like what is going on? So I never resonated with her work. And I did buy a few for Oracle cards and I ended up giving them away to a friend because I just never connected with them in any way. But then when Kyle Gray came into my awareness and I started listening to his podcast on Hay House Radio, he has a show on Mondays at 9, still today. And you can call in and talk to him. I have and I've gotten through and it was amazing. He really brought um, angelology, if that's how you say it, angel studies, to a grounded and centered and modern place for me. It was easy for me to digest what he was saying, how he was talking about angels. And so I started following his work very closely and I picked up his angel deck, um, angel prayers, and I picked up his book, which I love and I highly recommend to everybody, Angel Prayers, Harnessing the Miracle of Heaven to Create Miracles. The way that he writes about angels, the way that, the way that he um, brings them into your life in such a positive way, for me, made me even more interested. So I started studying under Kyle Gray a couple years ago now, so I guess it's been three and a half years, and I completed his courses. I'm a certified angel card reader, whatever that means. And I'm a certified angel guide, which was a really tough course for him, um, for me to complete for him. So basically an angel guide session, and I've only done them on friends. They're not something I'm offering through my website because I'm still waiting for the angels to kind of inspire me like, okay, I have all these tools now. Um, how do you want me to use them? Right, So I'm waiting for that inspiration from the angels. But what I found fascinating when I was doing these angel guide sessions um, after I got certified through course, and I was excited because once I did that, I'm actually listed on his site now as one of his official practitioners, which for me is a huge deal because there's only like 20 of us. Um, And so, yeah, love Kyle Gray. Look into him. But when I would do these angel guide sessions with the skills that I had learned, You know, I'd never done past life stuff before, but I tell you, the angels showed me through these sessions some of the barriers and blocks that people had now in their lives that were connected to past experiences. So the angels for me through these sessions were really an amazing, beautiful gateway to some things that we may not be able to find source to in this life that are holding us back from our greatest potential, and our greatest power, um, and, and then they would channel through me in a healing on clearing that energy, and so I would just place my hands on the shoulder of my sitter and be open to the angels working through me in that healing capacity so that was kind of like my first delve into healing as well in that respect um and i'm not super interested in reiki or anything like that and so this was like my kind of modality of like that hands-on healing through the angels so that was really kind of like fascinating to me that was the evolution of my study in angels i'm still studying under Carl gray um for at least another year i'll probably continue forever um, to be honest with you, I really enjoy his teachings. And then what I found too, if I could just compare for a minute the energy of angels versus the energy of a departed loved one through my mediumship, the only way I can really describe it in a way that would make sense is when you connect with, even on a psychic level, your vibrations rise. And then you go connect with um, loved ones on a mediumship level, your vibrations rise even more. Now when I connected with angels on that angel level, I was so blissed out. I was so dizzy and lightheaded and blissed. Like I actually felt like throwing up. It's like that euphoria feeling that um, I actually couldn't connect with angel energy at that level for some time because I don't think that my energy body had um, increased to that level to be able to, to connect with the angels consistently. So if you look at my first business card, it actually says angel reader. I find that so fascinating because I would never put that on my card now, even though I'm more into angel work now than I was back then. But again, I look back at my life and I'm like, these are little callings and I could even cry because I didn't even think about that till now. But these are little callings towards the work that we're going to be doing, right? So I know that my work with angels will definitely expand as my abilities develop. And, you know, I'm not one of those people and I always caution people. When you find that you have these intuitive abilities... Don't think, even don't even give it energy and space to think, what does it mean? What am I supposed to do with this? Just study, just learn, just open up and trust that when it is ready, spirit, whether it's angels, guides, or your loved ones, will show you the path when you're meant to hop on it and you will not miss it. The path will unfold in front of you when you are ready and when spirit feels like you are ready. So that's what I'm kind of doing in my angel work. I'm going to continue studying. I have all these tools. I always ask spirit every day how may it be of service today and I just trust that this path to this angel work will unfold in front of me. Okay, so there is that. So the vibrational energy of angels is like next level. I have never experienced Anything like, like it in my existence so far, not even when I like I'm so connected to a departed loved one that I get a name, I get a date, I get like a message that completely, completely makes sense that you're so high vibe, you're covered in goosebumps, you feel like throwing up. That is only about half of what it feels like to connect to an angel for me vibrationally. So I hope that can give you kind of perspective. And when I tell people, because people are like, oh, what are you talking about? Well, if you go into a meditation and you connect with your higher self or you connect with a guide like I provided you, that guided meditation a few episodes ago, you actually don't realize how high your vibrations went until you come out of it. And then you feel grounded all of a sudden. You feel dense. So you actually don't realize that your vibrations rose until you come back down. So it's very much the same with the angels. It's such a steady progress. and then when you come back down, you're like, wow, like I literally just touched heaven at that very moment. And so it's a very, very beautiful experience. So, you know, I've read Sylvia Brown's books back in the day. She was the first kind of medium that I seriously studied. Um, she, I mean, she wrote 42 books. How do you not <laughs> How do you not get into that? I read every single book she wrote. But of course, I'd, st- um, you know, really admired James Van Prague and John Edwards at that time. And everyone had a different uh, philosophy on what angels were and why they're here. Now, it's, qu- it's so hard to explain, but in my heart, and I feel information more than I can express, I'm trying to express something that I truly feel that there are no like English words for. <laughs> but... I do feel that angels um, are here for us. They are here for us. They are like assigned to us as humans, as a human race, um, to help remind us of where we came from, remind us of why we're here, to bring miracles into our life, to intervene, to bring peace and to bring passion and to bring faith and restore that within us in these moments. So, As an example, I gave a reading to this man of last year who didn't book the reading. He just showed up and, you know, angels don't come through in every single reading. And I said to him, do you believe in angels? And he said, yeah, I guess so. And I told him, well, you know, what's fascinating is I don't work with that many men. I've never had angels come through for men. (laughs) And not like they don't have them around. It's just I don't know where some people are at in their awareness to hear messages of angels. And I said to him, your angels are telling me that they saved your life, that they provided you a miracle. I gave the age, I gave the circumstance, and this man broke into tears. In that moment, his faith in life was restored. He felt in that moment that he was not alone and that he was protected. He then goes on to live a little bit more courageously and a little bit more fearlessly in life and take more risks and experience more joy because of that. That to me is the essence and the real purpose behind um, angels in our lives, to bring that through to us. Now, here's the, the, the complicated part of it. I also believe that angels cannot Intervene in our lives and answer our prayers until we pray to them until we invite them in until we give them that permission and acknowledge them But there are situations in our life where they will intervene and that accident that that man had, that he left without a scratch That he should have probably been seriously injured for if not lost his life in He didn't pray in that moment for that angel intervention. So that's how come angel philosophy This is how come we're having a hard time describing fully the purpose of angels because it's very multidimensional. There's no text written that can give you the exact answer. I think you have to look at a thousand different texts, weave them all together, and you have somewhat a more cohesive story. But my point in saying this is if you are interested in working with angel energy, you need to invite them into your life. You need to. I do feel that my daughter's birth woke up a lot of it, my spiritual path, um, but it wasn't until I actually put my intention out to study angels that they started to appearing to me in a way that I can now work with them. So I hope that makes sense. I know I stuttered a little bit there. It's Again, this is a really hard episode for me to record because there's so much information out there and there's so much information that I have gained and there's so many experiences that I've had and I'm trying to intertwine them all together in a in a podcast here for you. So now, before I get into the questions from Instagram, I'm going to play my little interview with Miss Katie Jane Serank. Hi, too. everyone. Welcome to Spirit School. Today is a special episode, and we're going to talk about the angels today. That's right. I have my daughter with me, Katie Jane. How old are you, Katie? Five. Oh, and what's your favorite color? Pink and blue. Okay, and what's your favorite animal? The unicorn. And who's your favorite angel?
1: Of, um. Jesus. Jesus. Okay, I
0: like that. Do you know that it's this whole weekend's about Jesus? It's Easter weekend. <laughs> okay. Okay, Katie Jane. Here's another question. So, what kind of things do you ask the angels?
1: I love you, and you bring us to life. And you bring us to life. Okay. What other things do you ask for the angels? Give us
0: nice dreams. So you ask the angels to give you nice dreams. Nice dreams
1: always oh, go in the pattern. It goes bad nice, bad, nice, bad, nice, bad nice. So then when you have a bad dream you ask the angels for good dreams? I did it every day. Every day? And still sometimes and, you get some bad ones. Yeah. And don't forget science class, you must be nice to the angels and they'll give you nice dreams. Okay, so have Saturn. you ever seen an angel, Katie Jane? Yeah. And what did it look like? Blue, and it has, and it had um, a ball on its top and a ring, and it looked like Saturn. It looked like Saturn. You're the cutest. And, and then had a rainbow dress. And a
0: rainbow dress. I like that. So it was like a blue light. Then that was around it. So do you think that your little brother sees angels too? No. No? How come? Because they're visible. Because they're visible, okay. Well, this has been a hot minute with Katie, Jane, and Danielle on angels. Is there last thing that you would like to tell people about the angels?
1: Um, that you fill their heart up and give them energy. And you give them energy, you're the sweetest. Okay. Thank you, Katie, for
0: teaching us all today about angels. Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview with my little girl. Now I'm going to get on to the questions that I received from Instagram. So are angels and guides different? I was asked about by 10 people about this. Yes, they are very different. Typically, angels have not lived a human life. So they are not coming at us with um, experiences of Trauma and pain and agony, things that we pick up during this human experience. They are pure, divine love, love, love from source. Never anything but love. Guides are different because guides, to be a guide, you would have had to have lived a human experience. So therefore, they are very different. They're the ones who sympathize a lot with us because they're like, oh, you know, I've, I've lost a parent too. And so they know how to work with us on that level. So you can see how they would serve different roles for us. Now there are, through my angel studies, there are two archangels who have lived human experiences. And that's Archangel Sandalphon, who is a great angel if you need to find something. (laughs) Like anytime I lose anything, like I'm holding up an angel earring right now, I lost four. I got for Mother's Day. And I prayed to Archangel Sandalphon and he said to me, it will come back, relax, don't even look for it, it will come back. I was like, okay. So I relaxed around it and it did come back like a month later, but it did come back. And then Archangel Metatron. And Archangel Metatron is somebody that if you have children, you'll definitely want to call in his energy to help work with the children energy. So those are two archangels that are known to have lived human experiences before. But other than that, all the angels have not. So they are very different and they do serve different roles for us. And one other thing I want to say that's very important is 100% of the time, angels want to remind you to see yourself through the loving eyes of an angel. Because our angels love us at a level we cannot even comprehend. Like if you look at how much you love your children or your animals, their love for us is multiplied by billions, They love us so much. And so the message from spirit is always, please try to see yourself and your brothers and your sisters through the loving eyes of us, through the eyes of the angel. So keep that message with you, okay? So archangels versus angels. Now, I haven't seen too many people talk or write about this, but from what I understand, and here's the thing, it's a very human thing to want to put labels on everything. Trust me, the angels are not working in a hierarchy where it's like, well, I'm an archangel and you're just an angel, so you need to listen to me. It doesn't work like that on the other side. The archangels, the definition of it is really a chief angel. And as an indigenous woman, I can get on board with that, right? (laughs) So Yeah, I'm not going to give you all the native references to that, but so it's just kind of like a chief angel. So if you look at Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel was the angel that was assigned, and angels is actually messenger of God. It was assigned to be the messenger of God to Mother Mary to let her know that she would be impregnated miraculously with a baby. She would name him Jesus, and he would be the savior. I haven't read the Bible, but... This is what I know. So Archangel Gabriel was that chief messenger sent by God to provide that message. Um, so I feel like they are the angels who appear to people um, who can create big change in life, who are the game changers, who are the shifters and the shapers of our human experience. Those archangels are those assigned messengers for those big things. Whereas like we all have access to archangels without a doubt. Um, But we also have just like normal angels who are no less important or significant than archangels that are also assigned to us throughout our lives. Um, So I hope that helps explain the difference between archangels and angels. But again, I truly at the core of my soul do not believe that they're sitting up there in heaven, um, sitting in a big throne versus not a throne. Okay, so let's just try to um, dehumanize that. And they're all angels. So do you believe everyone has an angel that is always with us? Yes, absolutely. But the thing is, unlike a guide where we have a main guide, I think that we have tons of angels with us all the time. I can tell you that I have never tuned into angels around any of my clients and have just seen one. I have seen multiple angels around. So I think that there's angels that come and go in our lives depending on what we're experiencing You know, lately. And this hadn't come up very much before over my years of working with angels, but just in the past month even, I had two clients who had joy angels with them. Um, and that's rare. It's it's rarer than you think, but when a joy angel actually comes forward saying, this person needs to lighten up, and I am here to make sure that they experience joy in this life. Um, I can ask for different angels for healing. So when I go into my, um, you know, my sessions, uh, my angel guide sessions I'm certified in now, I'll bring forward, I'll ask spirit the world of spirit and I just send my prayers out my intentions out can I please have some healing angels of course if you work with the archangels that's archangel Raphael who's known as the divine physician so he's typically the one that we would pray to but it might be he might be bringing some of his homies with him right so you can just ask for healing angels and just trust that the world of spirit in all of its intelligence is sorting it out on there and what you need okay so yes everyone has a guardian angel and I bet you that you have more than one that is always, 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 always with you. Are the angels spirit guides cousins? Yeah, I think you could say that, but then they would be our cousins too, right? Because we are also spirit guides. I can guarantee you if you're living in this human existence, you have been a spirit guide at one point, um, if not multiple points. So yeah, we could call them cousins for sure. Do angels have specific assignments? Yes. I hope that um, what I've said previous to this question um, answers some of that. But yeah, most definitely I think that God would... I'm going to use the word God. You know, people are so nervous to use the word God. I am not religious in any way, but God has a vibration that sits in my heart like no other. So I'm going to use that unapologetically, and I hope that you guys are picking it up. Um, But yeah, I do feel that God would give certain angels, much like Archangel Gabriel that I mentioned, that assignment. You are Mother Mary's guy. And that's how come Mother Mary is actually known as the queen of angels? Um, Anybody who works in angelology refers to her of that because she is one person, a figure in history who repeatedly had angels appear to her to be messengers and she listened to them. So she had this connection with angels that um you know the Miriam too, the Miriam were there when Jesus disappeared from the cave or the tomb. And the Miriam was there. So again this is why people say angels are for everybody because it's not just within Christianity that angels are referenced. Angels are referenced across almost every single faith and religion in human history. So that's a come I truly think angels are for everybody but yeah they definitely have special assignments and have angels lived human lives gosh i answered all this out of sequence (laughs) so as i said there's only two known angels who have lived a human experience and that was sandalphon and metatron so that o n you know how i e l means of god so um God, I'm drawing a blank, but Jophiel, um, Raphael, like the IEL means like of God, that O N, Metatron, Sandalphon, that must mean something around having lived a human experience. So I know that to become a saint, to be sainted, you would have had to perform X amount of miracles. I feel that people like uh, like, St. Saint Germain, saint, right? Mother Teresa, saint. Uh, is she? I don't know, actually. I could have just made that up. But I think that Sandifon and Metatron would have created such a big impact through their work while they were here that they moved up those ranks to angelhood and archangelhood because they're the ones who, and they're actually quite new angels that people have been um, feeling into because they're coming to people who are the game changers. And I wrote, I think I mentioned this in a past podcast about my ex- first experience with Sandalphon. And I didn't even know that that was an archangel, but um, last year I got really ill and I was taken off work and a spirit told me, sit down with a crystal, just lay down with a crystal and breathe into it. And I was like, okay, so this is like crystal healing. And I had Archangel Sandalphon appear to me. It was a very emotional moment. My crown chakra right now, as I talk about it, is completely on fire and I had to look it up in my Kyle Gray text. I'm like, was Sandalphon an Archangel? And lo and behold, he was. And in the new year course that I'm doing right now with um, Kyle Gray, he's going to be talking about Sandalphon a lot. So, um, so he's coming to me and, you know, even through this podcast and through the work that I'm doing um, with youth, I have a lot of youth I'm working with right now who are experiencing, um, you know, paranormal activities. So they claim and to me, that could just be spirit coming through to them and their awareness of their gifts coming out. But I know that um, some of my purpose is to change some people's lives and why else would I be um, doing this kind of work? So I do work closely with Metatron and Sandalphon, and a lot of the stuff that I do right now. And so, yeah, it's quite interesting. Okay, so I wanted to also provide you, and I know this podcast is going way longer than typically most of mine are, but again, this is a very big topic, and I likely will have to have 10 episodes on this topic just to cover half of the information. But I wanted to provide you with a couple things that you can do if you are curious about angels to tune into their energy. So picking up an angel book like Angel Prayers, I love Calgary's angel prayers. He talks about LGBTQ in it. He talks about um, some of the more, you know, controversial stuff right now and how angels are still here for people um, despite what they are going through. And so it's a very digestible way to look at angels and it's very down to earth. So anybody who's just getting into it and you don't want to go to like Dorian Virtue's level of um, woo when it comes to angels, I highly recommend his book. And what you would do is just read a chapter a week and just keep reading that one chapter over again. So every chapter focuses on a different archangel. And so you would pretty much work with that Archangel energy all week just by reading that text and just by praying to them and saying thank you angels for reminding me of your presence. It feels so good to know that you are here. Thank you Archangel Michael for coming in and working with me um, this week while I feel what your energy's like. You can test them for miracles, and again, I talked way earlier on in this podcast about how you have to call in angels to have them intervene on your path, and one of these stories I have around this is my daughter Katie Jane, when she was seven months old, she had a black mass on her gums, and of course, her being my first child, and I didn't even have friends who had kids at this point, I felt like the worst mom in the world. And that was the first time I ever prayed to angels because this was after my 4 for 4 experience. And I was like, okay, angels are here. Okay, I need to invite them in. Angels, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I can't get into a dentist. I don't know what's going on in my girl's mouth. I feel like the worst mom in the world. So I ask you here and now, please intervene. Please help this mask go away. And so it is. She woke up from her nap. It was Gone. It was completely gone. And that was my first miracle that I received from the angels. So I invited them in. I asked for favor and it came true completely. Um, So ask them for miracles in your life. I mean, yeah, so try it. So work with angel cards. Again, you know, I know I have to mention Doreen Virtue in this and this is super controversial because I know like a billion people who probably listen to this podcast have some of her work, but she has denounced her work as being possessed and and by demons when she created it. Um, so therefore for me, I feel that if you pick up a new deck it just has a weird energy to it because she's asked Hay House to stop printing it. She will not take any royalties from it anymore and she's gone born again Christian and she's denounced all the work that she's done in the past so if you already have a deck of angel cards from Doreen that you're already working with don't fret because your energy is completely imprinted on that deck right but I would recommend going to like a Radley Valentine um if you really like the super woo angel feel he is also a Hay House author um he's a bit much for me but or else Kyle Gray he's got two angel decks right now you can go check those out but there's a ton out there so just do your research but pick up a Angel cards and start reading them for yourself. Start start asking for an angel card a day and receive a message from them them in that way. And call in specific angels for specific things. Like right now, my cat's sick, so I know Archangel Ariel is the one to call in for um, cats um, and animals. So I will pray to angels and say, "Please, angels, can you bring in and thank you for bringing in some angel energy to help my cat live." the best life while he's still here um, and this is the other thing that Kyle Gray really teaches and I just slipped up there but it's talking it's talking about affirmative prayer so it's talking about as if the prayer has already happened so you're not asking spirit from a place of desperation you're asking spirit from a place that's already happened so thank you angels for bringing angels who can help my cat through his illness you kind of say it in that way Uh, Again, if you're working with children, you could either pray directly to Metatron or, um, you know, Queen of Angels, Mother Mary, who, again, I've received miracles from. That will be a totally different episode. Um, But, you know, just speak about what you are trying to work on and just allow that angel energy to enter your life and watch and see what happens. Just watch and see. Trust me. Trust yourself. Trust the connection. Okay, this is by far my longest episode and I want to leave it here. I hope I've answered some questions and I hope you found it interesting. And if you stuck it out this long, thank you. I so appreciate it. And I'm going to end it now and play for you the 1 minute and 11 second little audio clip of my little girl singing about angels. And this again was January 3rd,
1: 2019. Bisley! It's high. Blue angels rise, and the sunshine rises high in the sky. music, the life of you, love angels. It will never know when you're laying. So when you were never, 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 sun up, up in the sky. Angels are here and they live in the woods They protect you from everything You don't need to be scared of things They're the streams and stuff and part of me Angels Rice Sunny when the cup's night tiny, and then sunny time, the angels every come. Angels or we, always come. If you're scared, there's no side, There's no zombies, that's just a dream. Now we are singing.